All right, brothers and sisters in, in Christ. Um, <laughs> we got a very special one here today. Special, very special. Very special. Um, let's just get right into it. We got John and James Nelson, brothers in Christ, as I mentioned. <laughs> brothers, brothers in brotherhood. In brotherhood. Brothers Brother, in blood. Brothers from the same mother. From the same mother. So what, what's that like growing up as like being brothers? Well... Who kicked each other? Who's who got the ass kicked more? You or John did, huh? I'll tell you no. the funny, John. We had an older brother named Joseph. Okay, I was wondering what his name was because me and Brack and my wife were arguing. And she's like, "They do not have an older brother." I'm like, "I promise you, James has an older brother." He, anyway, he abused us. Both of you. He abused us. Joseph was. The he, had a, he had a. He had uh, James deserved it most of the time. He so John 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 got it. Wouldn't even. It's not. It goes beyond bullying. He got. Um, Mentally invaded. <laughs> so we, uh, he would say things like, "John, put a sock in your mouth and sit in the corner," and he'd do it. John would do it. He'd do it. Or wow. we'd be driving home from church, and we lived in Idaho, so we were far away from the church. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't, they're kind of iffy on religious freedom over there. Obviously. <laughs> and uh, we would be driving home, and Joseph would pull off to the side of the road, and say, "John, get out." John would get out and he'd walk home. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a joke. It's, it's something serious I had to go through everyone, but <laughs> and John, we we me and Jackson used to pull a bunch of pranks on him. On John. So this one time, my mom came home, and she was really stressed out. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and we all had chores we had to do before we went to bed. And John's job, he had to do the counter. Oh. And uh, counter guy, huh? My mom walks in. She's got all these groceries. She sets them on the counter, and she's stressed out of her mind. Right. You know, as moms are. Boomba class was or whatever oh. it's called was pretty hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, was, mom, she had like six kids at the time, or five kids at the time at, at home. So okay, that's hard, I guess. And uh, anyway, she's really stressed out. She drops off the groceries on the counter, and she goes, "John, so help me God." <laughs> if there, if these, if the kitchen, if the counter is not clean by tomorrow morning, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass, word for word. <laughs> and John goes, "Okay, mom, I'll do whatever you want." And you know, me being clever, sitting in the corner, I was eating a banana. That's not relevant, but I was sitting there. <laughs> for whatever reason, the thought just came to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess this up. So I took a picture of where everything was on the counter. Okay. John proceeds to put everything away. Yeah. Puts everything away meticulously. It looks spotless. As soon as John goes upstairs to bed, I crawl upstairs from the basement and I put everything back in the exact same spot. <laughs> Is this real, John? It's a true story. It's a true story. It's actually happened. I, I wish I could say that it's all a dream. For whatever reason, my mom woke up at 5 a.m. the next morning. Oh my god. I set my alarm clock so I could watch this unfold. <laughs> and she comes upstairs and she goes, John! Valentine Nelson and I hear her run up the stairs <laughs> full sprint she flicks on the light she goes John what the hell did you do <laughs> and John's like well, I don't know what's going on and John doesn't he thinks it's a dream because it's five in the morning right. and she's like why didn't you put away the groceries last night and John's like what do you mean I didn't put away the groceries <laughs> poor John man. my mom grabs him by the ear yanks his head going, they're running downstairs Oh, and John's okay. like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then he sees the counter. He's like, 
There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Alright, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I never cried. I never cried. But I was I was shouting my innocence at the top of my lungs. Okay, I was thirteen years old. I said it had and I she was she was getting on my case. I said it had to be James, it had to be James, it had to be James. And she <laughs> re- she looks so our, our kitchen was right here and then the stairs were right next to it going downstairs to James's room, and she just said uh, she just yelled at him, I said James, and he did, James didn't even say anything he started laughing <laughs> was like, because she was expecting expecting him to be asleep so yeah. she, because he just because, he couldn't help himself because John goes it had to be James. It right. was James. And my mom goes, James would never do that. Oh my god. James would never do that. How did you feel? I was laughing so I was laughing uncontrollably downstairs, trying not to make a sound. And mom, John goes, Mom, just ask him, I promise. Just ask him. Oh my god. John's putting all the groceries away right, right now. And my mom comes in, turns on the light, and I just I could I could <laughs> <laughs> so my mom honestly didn't even get that mad at me. She started laughing too because she, she thought it was no, funny. she was mad for like two weeks after that. But uh, I ended up the whole two I weeks. ended up having to wake wake up and put all the groceries back. But it was worth it. That's 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 taken <laughs> to the next level. Jackson did something even even better than this though. When Jackson um, Jackson was like nine years old. Jackson's yeah, our little just brother. A, yeah, brother. I was gonna say just prep. He's your little brother. Yeah, so so we, you got, have... we got five brothers and two sisters. I'm the it goes Jesse, Joseph, Jane, James, John, Jackson, and Jedi. Lots of J's, yeah, brother. All J's. There's seven J's. <laughs> That's a lot of J's. Right, yeah. and it's the J spot. So. <laughs> the J spot. All right. It's the um, J spot. That's going to be a podcast. The J spot. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'd listen to that. All seven of there. Yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> it was January and. Jackson was always pulling pranks on people. Even okay. when he was very young. He was nine years old. I don't know how he thought about this, but John used to <laughs> have to wake up like six in the morning and walk with his cello, right? No, 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 no. That was... Kate, hang on. You're, you're messing it up. This was... <laughs> I, didn't have to, I didn't have to bring it home or anything. I just... I was the only uh, sibling or kid in our, school, in our house that had to go to junior high. James was... Uh, were you in high school at that point? Were you a sophomore? I was a freshman. You were a freshman. But for some reason, James never took the bus. I had to take the bus. I, I don't know how he got to school. He went with my sister Jane, but I like to get there early. Because I was a good tell. I was a good kid. I tried to get to school early. He goes to BYU now. And uh, so it's in the middle of January. You get up 8 o'clock or whatever, 7 o'clock. It's just pitch black outside, right? But for some reason, <laughs> someone... <laughs> Someone, Jackson, decided to change my alarm clock three hours in advance. So I woke up at five in the morning, showered, brushed my teeth, went went all the way, walked walked quarter mile to my bus stop and came, and I was there for a little bit. And then I finally checked my my little iPod and it was it was like six o'clock. In the Jackson, <laughs> I was there like two hours early. So, why was it always you, John? Why did you get picked on? Because I just minded my own business. People just couldn't. People couldn't handle my simplicity. Here, I will say this about John. John, <laughs> in school, I always freaking admire. You're just always the nice guy. But unfortunately, a lot of times the nice guy gets picked on. I don't know. <laughs> but you were the nice guy. Yeah. Nice guys finish last. So anyone that, that wants to know John Nelson, they need one thing. He. This is what I got out of it. 
He had a bunch of brothers that picked on him. Relentlessly. Relentlessly. But he John is still the nice guy. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Yeah. No, it really informs his character. When I was in high school, I had a gardening business. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. You'd read freaking plant books. Hang on. My yeah. time. My turn to tell my no, turn no, no, to tell no, no, story. No, no, no. Tell, let me, let me tell a story. One. Let me tell this story. So, one time. <laughs> it's <laughs> in the <laughs> summertime so before my sophomore year. And let me. John, I'm 15 John, years old. John, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me phrase this real quick. I'm listen, awakening John from this great slumber I have after going John, to practice one day. John, let me. I'm looking for No, no. I'm looking for some food because I'm a growing boy. And I just woke up from a nap. Or a, so a, you're looking for food. You woke up from your nap. Yep. It was probably Wait, like 11. Wait, is the gardening business? It, it's this it's a, a, it's a major, major component. It'll tie okay. into the gardening. Yeah. Okay. So, so and this is, this is a true story. And I, I, let me tell you something, Creighton. If there's anyone that wished it was more fake than me, I want to meet them. Because it was truly a sight. So... Wait, so you wanted... Like, it was... Uh, it was so outrageously strange... That I just wanted it to be wanted it to not be true. But it is true. But it is true. Okay, let, well, let's get it. What, what is this? <laughs> You're intriguing me, John. All right, so I'll context so, after the story. So so I'm walking up the stairs because we we moved to a different house and I lived downstairs and James lived upstairs now. So I was downstairs and I woken up from uh, my second sleep or whatever. It was around eleven o'clock, and uh, I go upstairs and. There is James um, playing classical music on his iPad to an array of plants. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was in his underwear with sunglasses on, and I just what? <laughs> so explain. So this was this was no no one made him do this. This is in the comfort of his own home. Is it like supposed to help the plants grow better? Be in your underwear? It's not supposed to. It does. Oh, in it your does underwear. Work. Okay, my underwear. It's not supposed it's, to. It does. It's not what I do with my plants in my private time. Hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna swap embarrassing stories, I mean, hey, I got a couple. Okay, okay. Okay. No, here's what I'll say about this. Okay. Do I have a passion for gardening? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's a pastime. Um, I had a gardening business. You know. Um, I visited Thomas Jefferson's garden back in Virginia, Dang. very elegant, and it inspired me that if I was to be an American statesman, I also needed to have a garden. Interesting. Very interesting. So, What kind of garden, though? Oh, yeah, there was an array of plants. Vegetables? Uh, vegetables, fruit. No uh, flowers. It was no all, flowers? It was, no, it was I, the, I'm not like that. Oh, no flower. It was the type of garden where it would yield. Mm. Yeah, it would okay. bloom. So, um, anyway, I... Um, yeah, okay. Classical music has been scientifically proven to enhance the ability of certain plants to grow faster. Why is that? Because, believe it or not, plants have on some level an awareness of what's going on. Believe it or not. They've actually scientifically tested plants. I'm choosing not to believe it. Okay, but you can look this up. You can look this up. Did it work for your plants? It, it, I like to think it did. Okay. But did you have a control variable? I did not have a control variable. <laughs> okay. However, I had read books where a warehouse, two different warehouses, one played classical music, the other one didn't play classical music, and the one that had classical music grew faster. So. Could you argue that was also due to you and your underwear, though? Well, could, I, I, I like to think it's more. What if I just wanted I to get away from you? I think it's. I think it's, it's, it's really <laughs> I think it's more to do with the sunglasses because I was wearing aviators. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. What if you now, put the plants, Kenny Chesney? Would they grow faster? <laughs> no. Pastor, <laughs> 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 
Okay, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an authority on this. So. Kenny, if you see this, you got a hater. Okay, well, okay, well, let me let me let me just put this out there, all right? Make sure Kenny sees this, everybody. When I was in high school, <laughs> make Kenny see this. <laughs> when I was in high school, all right, I had a gardening business, all right, and, I'm, and I was proud of this gardening business. I worked really hard at it, and luckily I had a helper, because John, John. John what, between his freshman year and his sophomore year, my mom gave me complete authority over him. <laughs> John was yours. He was mine. Because I was a troublemaker, and he, apparently. And he, well, he would, <laughs> First we'll of all, that later, don't worry. Let me, let me, let me just tell this. <laughs> he, he would take two naps a day. So he, what, what would well, 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 finish your guarding story because I was going to talk on okay. that. And it's, okay, it's my side. <laughs> <story. laughs> so so I'll, I'll finish the gardening finish story. Finish right? the gardening story, yeah. So now John, now... It's kind of a broader story, but you can explain it. I will. Is that John, I had complete authority and control over John. Right. Because John had a lot of potential and a big frame, and he just wasn't using it that well. So my mom gave me complete control over his workouts, his diet, his phone, social life. I basically controlled him. <laughs> John, do you, do you second this? Is this true? Not social life. I, I still did what I wanted. Yeah, he, he did. But he, from the but, hours, from the hours of one o'clock in the morning to like two o'clock in the afternoon, it was yeah, yeah. Oh, you were James. So. You were James. So I was, I I was to, Robin Batman. So I, I, I <laughs> yeah. So I take names. You know what I mean? So I used to like, for example, when I t- when I started taking John to the gym at Pace and Total Fitness, yeah. there's this rope that's like thirty five. Oh, feet I, I remember that one. Yeah. And uh, there was this bell at the top of it. And before me and John would work out, I would say, John, we're not moving. We're not getting out of this room until you touch that bell. First day, it took him about an hour to do it. He didn't want to do it, but eventually he did it. And then the next day, it took him about 10 minutes, and then he just got to the top on the first try. So John was going through a phase where he was growing into his body. Okay. He was learning to work hard. And I'd make him run the Spanish Fort Cross. Yeah. And if he wasn't running fast enough, I'd throw rocks at his feet. And <laughs> stuff like but, well, that's another time. So, anyway... I had this gardening business, and it was a big plot. It was well over an acre. What? Literally? Where? It was. It was along Salem Canal. It was uh, in our, da- our, backyard. our dad had moved into uh, uh, his old mission president's house, and then uh, uh, there was a there was an area back oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It, wasn't, it wasn't too far away from... Fun fact, me and your dad served in the same mission. Yeah. Portugal, Lisbon. That's right. So, uh, anyway... Okay, with I was, this gardening business, though, huh? like, did you sell... No, to people. I, like sell I, I sold. I actually ended up selling a few. It wasn't crazy um, for a total profit of thirteen dollars. You know, <laughs> I made probably I don't know a few hundred bucks. All right, honestly. That's right. Um, hey, John I'm going, I'm going, know. Hey, over under fifty bucks. Your life depends on it. What do you say? What are you taking? Taking over the fifty for sure. Okay. No, I wow, I ended up because well I had like a lot. I ended up planting way too much cantaloupe and way too way too much cantaloupe. A lot of cantaloupe, a lot of onions, a lot of, um, not cauliflower, but... Um, Broccoli? Zucchini. zucchini. I had a lot of zucchini. Like, way too much zucchini. So, anyway, I would tell John, hey, John, we're going to go get a drink at, at, at you know, a soda shop. Or we're going to go get yeah. food at Cubby's. Or, and then I'd be driving, and John would go, oh, you missed the turn. And I'd say, we're not headed to Cubby's. We're headed to the garden. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> the funny thing about this is to me, like this sounds like complete bullshit, but it's but it's a hundred percent true. It's hundred percent true, everyone. It's oh, yeah. so true. That's it's that's awesome. Right? So, yeah. what would you make, John? Just like weed for you, water. Yeah. 
weed or water, yeah, whatever. The main weeder. Uh, you know, you, sometimes <laughs> you have to prune the plants to make them. To, you have to take off the bad leaves and the, and the kind of the bad flowers to make them bloom better. So we do pruning. We do uh, weeding. At one point, I was gone in Vegas for like a week playing basketball, and he had to take care of the garden. Did he do a good job? No, he did not. A few of the plants actually died. Yeah. I, um, yeah. But no, John, <laughs> that summer I made John do a lot of terrible things that he did not want to do, like running the cross, working out every day, staying after practice to work hard. And John ended up learning to like the grind. He ended up staying after on his own, getting up early on his own, running the cross on his own. We used to swim in Spanish Rock Reservoir after we ran. So we did an entire summer of that, and he learned really the work ethic and what it took to play college football. And after I graduated in 2018, he did it himself, and now he's a starting defensive lineman at BYU. So we started with this came from a story about your garden to yeah. how that translates to him being a, a top-tier athlete. And I like to think that there's a spiritual <laughs> okay. component to it as well. There's not a real, personally. there's not a big spiritual component to it. <laughs> okay. So, there, but there is some correlation between people making your life miserable and you getting better. So do you, John, so you, here you are, you're playing, yeah, yeah. you're, you're a hometown hero. People love <laughs> watching you. It's fun. You know, kind of runs in your guys' family, I feel. Yeah, so yeah, now you're able to do this. Do you actually attribute a lot of it to, to James or is he talking out of his ass? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking out of something. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I've told him before. I, I, I attribute some, uh, a lot of it, but you know, I I was the guy playing on Fridays, so yeah, I had to do that part myself. But yeah, that's true. That's no, a good but point. Uh, that, that is uh, most. I want to say that these stories are fake, as you said, but no, they're true. So, you know, I I've already told James a couple of times that I'm uh, happy for the example he kind of set for me and everything he put me through. But yeah, you know, it's not to say we didn't have a few you laughs know, along the way. I'm sure, sure I had a few laughs. The only way to get through miserable things is Just to laugh. laugh about it. Yeah, and I I will say I laugh I laugh a lot with you guys. <laughs> every time I see you guys, every time I see you guys, I know it's probably not going to be a serious conversation. No, at all. No. But I always know it'll be a fun conversation. So that's that's always yeah. a good time. Yep. yep. I want to know how your mom dealt with all of you guys. Like, are the brothers are they similar to you two? I feel like, like y'all are brothers. pretty similar. Yeah, right? we're pretty similar. Me, the the dynamic between me and John is kind of similar to the dynamic between Jackson and Jedi. Oh, really? So yeah. Jackson is you. Yeah. And Jedi is John. Yeah. Okay. So they call Jackson Rat. Yeah, they call him. Rat. It's okay. It's because he called everyone Rat first. Yeah. Really? So okay. it turned on him. And he, gotcha. He now kinda, he's Rat. He kind of hates it now. Yeah. But. I can't, my brother-in-law, he always when he. he he doesn't call him Jackson, he calls him Rat. Yeah. I didn't know who that was for the longest time. I'm like, who the freak is Rat? And I found out your little brother. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and really, all a lot of this, like work ethic, drive, vision, athletically to play at the next level, a lot of it came from Porter and okay, yeah, parents that, as yeah. well. Um, so it, it kind of, me being with Porter, it made... Who's Porter? Just so I So know. Porter, who... <laughs> Porter Gustin, how do I? You're good. Let's make sure I'm filming. One of these days, I'm you didn't just... know you were filming. <laughs> You're I, get, I get scared. I'm not filming. Thirty minutes in, and it's Gosh, just us just talking. It scares me so bad. <laughs> Every oh, time yeah. he ends it, like he walks up there, I'm like, one of these times, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So Porter Gustin uh, currently plays for the Dolphins. He's also played for the Browns and the Saints. He uh, lived in. He's my cousin. So he's my mom's brother's son. He played at Salem Hills his junior and senior year. Um, 
probably the best athlete to come through Salem, Utah, in history. Um, played four sports in high school, excelled at all of them. Um, obviously plays professionally. He was an All-American at USC. And his grind and his uh, work ethic is kind of legendary around here. Um, for example, we used to go elk hunting in the mountains, and he would bring dumbbells in the backpack with him. So he, he could at least get somewhat of a pump. And that's a true story. Yep. Yeah, so he could get at least somewhat of a pump in the outdoors. Um, he hasn't had a drop of sugar since he was about 14 or 15 years old. <laughs> That's so cool. I can't do it. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a freak athlete. He's literally, he's kind of like, I, I think he's like a folk hero around here. Yeah. Like he's almost more myth than it is real, but like Paul fact, Bunyan, like Paul Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a, the beard now, right? Yeah. The, oh yeah. No, there's a lot of stories about Porter that people just would not believe. Um, that they probably shouldn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I want to hear the craziest Porter story, but I don't know if you can share. No, I yeah, not, not on here. I don't even. I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors, but yeah, rumors are probably true. I, <laughs> I wish you know I didn't live in Salem when he played here. I wish I would have watched him play in high school. That would been pretty cool. Yeah, no, he uh, he was a force. He was a force to be reckoned with, and. Um, but what you're saying is, so he was probably, he was a big influence on you guys, at least athletically speaking, yeah, right? 100%. And his parents were, I mean, my mom played at BYU basketball. Uh, she was an all-conference player there. Um, Porter's parents, uh, Porter's mom was an All-American at BYU, and she played basketball there. Mm-hmm. And then his dad was a quarterback at Wyoming. My dad played at Boise State for a year for basketball. So our parents are a family um, got a, been a big, been a big influence on us. We got Lauren Gustin. Shout out to her, tearing yeah. it up at fellow BYU athlete at, at BYU. She uh, right going, now going she's crazy. She's tied with her mom for all time career points at BYU. No way! Wow. I, I saw she just hit a thousand. Yeah, she had, now she's at a thousand rebounds and a thousand points. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Like, how cool is that? I mean, especially for you. Like, how is it cool to have like a cousin? Competing at the same like uh, college level as you and and exceeding like that well and no, I mean, like yeah. you too you know yeah. what I mean so how cool is that Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, go to a lot of the games and uh, have a good time. Family comes out and uh, it's good to to have another you know aspect of kind of like my feelings toward BYU if that, if that makes sense. Like I already right. appreciate so much of like what they've done for me and everything, and now just to have like my own family going over there and competing in a different sport excelling the, the way she's excelling and doing everything she's doing it just uh adds another layer to kind of like the bond i have with that place and with my family and uh, that's cool yeah she's doing great and uh i just you know i try to make all the home games and everything so uh i usually go to all of them uh the home games at least and uh yeah she kicks she kicks butt so yeah that's awesome that's awesome always cheering her on so it's a great time so obviously, like you're playing football at BYU right now, yep. and you played college basketball for a while. Like um, four years, five years, four years, four years. So I guess my question is, what are you doing now? And I guess what's like the goal for both of you? Like once you're done with football, and I guess yeah. now the goal for you moving forward. Yeah. That so what uh, now? college basketball was an interesting experience for me because I was hurt almost every single year and in pain in basically every single game. Um, <laughs> wow. Lots of yeah, pain. Lots of pain. Uh, Lots of gain, though, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> Lots I, of mental gain. The only way you can get to it is to laugh about it. Um, but, no, I had a successful career at Northwest Nazarene University. Yeah. It's in Nampa, Idaho. Shout out to the Nazarene family. 
I'm not Nazarene <laughs> myself. Um, shout out anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a good experience. Um, now, after doing that, I graduated with a history degree recently. Oh, that's cool. Very proud of that. Um, now, I work in the Idaho Senate uh, for the Republican majority there. I'm an attache, so essentially I help run the business side of the Senate. So I would compare it to being like a clerk for a judge. Oh, so cool. mm-hmm. I don't do, you get coffee though, right? No, I don't get the coffee. <laughs> That's what the pages are for. You ain't no page. I'm, I'm an attache. It's French. Yeah, yeah bro, so, I can tell. Yeah. Attache. Bro. I don't like the French, though. Yeah, <laughs> screw French yeah. people. Anyway. I, I don't want to get canceled here, so I won't go into the French people too much. <laughs> yeah. um, the French have the authority to cancel? Oh, they just, they, well, they just retreat. I think they do anyway. in France. Yeah, they just retreat. Yeah. <laughs> they canceled themselves in like two days, bro. Right? Yeah, I think so. Got blitzed. So, um, but now, yeah, so I'm doing that now. Uh, I do a lot of research. Um, I help run some personal stuff like constituency mail, emails, that sort of thing. Um, but I'm learning a lot about how the process works in Idaho and within the Republican Party for how bills are made, how they get through. Um, so it's really interesting to be a part of that, uh, part of that, uh, process. Is there like any big goals in the future, like running for Senate or anything? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Okay. Um, follow-up question? One second. I'll, I'll answer his and then I'll <laughs> okay. answer yours. <laughs> He's answering questions like a true politician. Yeah, honestly. So, uh, no, I, I'd like to run for office in the future. What I've, cause well, number one, I really care about, um, like the state of Utah. I'm really, I really love this state. I love the people here. I love the people of Salem. Um, I love the people of Idaho as well. So I'm kind of bouncing back and forth on whether I'm going to finally settle down here in Idaho. But number one, I really care about the people here. I care about the state a lot. It's done a lot for me. Um, so that's the biggest thing is I really care about it. And I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about, um, kind of what's going on in our country right now. Um, kind of the uh, the takeover that's going on in the culture, politically, all the developments there. So I've been really involved in that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I really think that I would pr- try to pursue that uh, cool. career. Awesome. But obviously you gotta do something first. You can't just be a career politician. Right. I mean, nobody yeah, likes yeah. that. No. I mean, uh, 46th president of the United States, I won't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna be taken off. But he's been a career politician all his life. So right. I obviously gotta do something worthwhile to benefit other people before I go into politics. So uh, I agree. Yeah. What areas do you think you're going to go through in that? You know what I mean? Maybe gardening? Well, gardening agriculture. The there's agri- agricultural affairs is a real committee in the, in, okay. in the House and then the Senate. Um, but no, I, I definitely would want to start on the state or city level first. Okay. Um, state politics probably is the best form of politics. Because once you get to the national level, there's so there's so much influence that's coming in from all around the country, yeah. all around the world. Um, like a congressman is in charge. They're, they super. They're, they uh, their district covers 750,000 people. So you're not really getting that real connection with your constituents. Versus right. in Idaho, for example, um, there's two million people who live there. There's 35 senators. So right. split that up, and you get a much more. Um, personal relationship with your constituents and people who go into politics on the state level are usually um, much more sincere and motivated by for the right reasons to be in politics yeah. a lot of them yeah. are not going to be there for a long time they're there to do certain things and then they get out 
But you go to the national level, they're paid over $200,000 a year. They get to hobnob with celebrities and stars and go on network shows and go on overseas trips and get retirement and benefits. So um, on the state level, it's a lot more pure and it's a lot more um, honest, I would yeah. say. Although oh, yeah. there is a lot of dishonesty in state politics. That's what I've learned in that you have to be on constant uh, guard in politics. Yeah. The thing about politics is everybody's trying to get something. They're always trying to get an angle on you. They're always trying to get a little bit of distance between you and them. They're trying to, in some ways, uh, take your spot or one of your competitors in your constituency are. So right. you got to be very careful about that and be on guard with, for your virtue. I like it. So I like that. So you're big on, so it kind of seems like you're big on stewardship where you're like, you like the state level because you can have a more intimate stewardship over the people, whereas if you go to a national level, mm -hmm. the stewardship is over a vast amount of people where it doesn't feel as intimate as maybe the state level. Yeah, and that's part of my political philosophy. I believe very much so that states should be able to control what's going on in their own state and that the federal government should exist only to balance the relationships between states mm. for national goals. So cool. state the, the state government should be able to control the taxes, the... Obviously now, uh, abortion now is a state's right, right issue where it wasn't before. Um, should, we should be able to control our culture and what's going on with our own laws as much as we possibly can. And that the federal government should deliver the mail, protect the border, which, terrible at that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a horrible job. <laughs> defend our country, maintain foreign relationships. Um, those sorts of broad national things. It shouldn't be involved in... You know all the all the nasty stuff that's going with all the agencies. For example, right. it's really the agencies that are the most out of control in our country. Mm -hmm. The agencies tell Congress because what what's happened is in in the federal government is that Congress is so divided and so partisan that they've ceded all their powers to the president. Mm -hmm. So he either does executive orders right. or the Supreme Court has to intervene and legislate for Congress. So Congress has ceded all of its authority to those two areas. And so that's why Joe Biden does unprecedented uh, executive orders, the most in, in, in history so far. Um, then he set a record in like his first week in yeah, office. Yeah, he, he set a record. I mean, canceling the Keystone Pipeline, for yeah. instance, I mean, he shouldn't have that ability and that authority to do that. But because Congress can't act on that, and because Congress, for instance, doesn't want to touch immigration because there's, there's no agreement at all whatsoever that agencies like um, Homeland Security and um, ICE. Yeah, ICE, for example, they uh, those people who are really in charge of that, it's the agencies that are controlling what they really do. It's not Congress at all. So that's why I feel like a big priority for the next Republican administration should be to take out as much agency power as possible okay. and return as much power to the states because we can control ourselves and govern ourselves a lot better on a local basis than Joe Biden can. Right. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, he doesn't know where the hell he is. Now, so, do you so. think it's a good idea at all to like turn over all almost, for example, what are our bordering states? We got Arizona, Texas, and New Mexico. Mexico, New Mexico. California. Do you think they should have any power or say over like how um, protected the border is there? Or do you think it should just be a federal issue? Well, the states have to, I feel like states should be very aggressive with their power. They yeah. should be as aggressive as possible to push back. 
So for instance, you see Texas now, uh, I believe they've mobilized their National Guard to a certain extent to take care of the, okay. the border problem there. They're building their own wall through state funds. Okay. So they're trying to, to handle that problem themselves, but that really should be a federal level. Yeah. And Joe Biden could, could sign an executive order, which is kind of sad when you think about it, that he has to sign an executive order to take care of the border. But um, they don't want to do that for political reasons, which mm-hmm. is really sad. Um, but no, states should be as aggressive as possible um, in that issue. And the fact that it's continuing to go on is, is really sad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What are your thoughts on the recent balloon fiasco? <laughs> <laughs> John, this is one thing John brought up when we oh, didn't man. we talk about like, we got to talk yeah. about the balloon. Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't he just shoot down like two just rando balloons? The barely? balloon. It's a rumor going around. The balloon was from uh, a party store. It was twelve dollars at a local. <laughs> it was um, some sort of. They called themselves uh, like this, like this battalion, this penny battalion or whatever. They what they do is they figured out that if you send up a balloon filled with helium, with a with a with a ham radio attached to it, that at certain points it could just move itself, like it would be able to just stay with in the atmosphere, um, because of the helium in the balloon. So. It was a $12 balloon with a ham radio attached to it. And we shot a, a, a missile from a, from a jet that cost $400,000. Oh and Joe Biden said, I'm not sending that balloon over in my state. <laughs> the $400,000 missile missed the balloon on the first shot and oh ended up gosh. killing a civilian. And it took another missile to take it down. Yeah, where'd you hear that from? Is this true? It's true. Look it up. I saw the I, I saw know. the four hundred thousand dollars, like a four hundred thousand dollars Sidewinder missile. It was that they shot from like a F twenty two or something. Yeah, and it was over. Uh, I saw that, but I didn't know it missed. I knew the first one of them one, missed. The first I didn't know it killed someone, but yeah. I saw it miss. It, it was from the Wall Street Journal. It was like a U.S. aid worker was killed. Oh my gosh! I didn't know that. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, what's so Joe Biden's obviously terrible at his job. So what happened? Oh was, really? The, Ch- oh, I didn't the Chinese sent over a balloon. Um, it went from Guam through Alaska and then down from northern Idaho through Montana, through basically all the important mi- missile sites in our country. Went from Idaho, Montana, all the way through South Dakota to South Carolina, mm-hmm. and then they ended up shooting it after it had passed over all the important sites. After it spied over everything. After After it got all the information it needed. After like day one at 9 a.m., some dude in Montana was hunting games. It took seven days. Saw a balloon. It took seven days for them to shoot it down. And what's crazy is that they tracked it and they knew it was heading over the continental United States. But their plan was to cover it up and hide it because they didn't want to inform the American people that this balloon was going over there. And for whatever reason, they said it was too big to shoot down. How? What? There was concerns concerns that it would fall on a school. Because the balloon itself actually ended up being like as big as two school buses. Like it was actually a very big balloon, for however big a balloon can get, really. It ended up being bigger than they thought. And why you couldn't shoot it down over Yellowstone... Yeah, yeah. And that place is especially beavers, in the winter, man. like the beavers. <laughs> not a ton going on, and it had sophisticated spyware capabilities. Um, <laughs> so slow moving, but but I mean, we shot it after it had done all the important stuff. So at least we got it down, you know. Yeah, I, at least we got it down after it got everything it needed. Yeah. So what do you think? 
What do I think about the Chinese spy balloon? Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's one of the most interesting things that's ever happened to me in my life. That is like a, about it. it's a it's a life altering thing in our yeah, <laughs> balloon. Feels like you know, but once he, every four months there's something that's going to text one day. But he said he said Joe Biden said don't worry they've been doing this for years. Oh, I'm what? not worried at all now. That's great. <laughs> so, but like now, like Cooper was saying, but now there's like there seems like they're shooting something down every day. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I think, what is, I think what they're, are they shooting down? Because it's for political reasons. What happened is they got embarrassed by the spy balloon because he looked obviously incompetent. Um, and so what happened was is they turned up the radio, um, not the radio, the, the, the saddle, um, radar. radar. They, they turned up the radar sensitivity up a lot. And so they just started shooting down all these balloons from all over. There was one report that said they don't, one of them thinks that, you know those things that flap up and down from a used car, those balloons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, I heard somebody say that they weren't totally sure if they could rule out the possibility that it was one of those that they shot down. But I was just like oh, flying in there. Yeah, because well, I was trying to buy a car and all of a sudden a missile hits it and you're just <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> I mean, that's... You're but, just done. But that's how, honestly, when people talk about conspiracy theories, that sophisticated conspiracy theories that our government hides from us. Yeah. People in government are morons. Yeah. They're not that clever. Time out. What's your conspiracy theory? My favorite conspiracy theory? <laughs> Epstein Island. Let me let me give you let me give you something to stew on. <sighs> oh baby. Bigfoot, real or not? Oh. I'm gonna have to say no. I'm saying real. You're going real? You're going real? I'm saying real. I want it to be real. I want it to be real too. I she, think maybe not Bigfoot like people think, but Bigfoot esque creature running around. Yeah. Or what? I'll tell you what, they like a primate. You guys maybe? ever listen to uh Forrest Galante, you know who that is? Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan. Oh wait, was you he just on there? He's the dude that has the beard without a mustache. He's the white guy. Did no, he no, talk no. about the man that's in Siberia? No, that one. Yeah, oh, no, that one. no, it's not that one. I don't know, but they found like a, uh, they found a extinct species of lemur on an island in Indonesia. Yeah, There's like been, last week they found they found traces of that sort of thing. That but that it went extinct. I think. Hundreds or thousands of years ago, there was something like that yeah. on the North American continent. Aren't, that it's gone. Aren't extinct. they finding like a whole bunch of different like primate s creatures that have been in Indonesia, bro? In Indonesia, and like also, I think they're like uh, like different kind of like humans, right? Like because yeah. like aren't and all humans aren't like technically the same species? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So like they're finding like different types of humans that have gone extinct. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah there there've been several variations. Um, I guess we're the on the buffet, we were the ones who survived. Yeah, we were. We didn't taste that good, bro. Well, the weird thing is, like, you know, you hear like Homo sapiens and like the Neanderthals. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's... So it's like we're Homo sapiens, right? But the Neanderthals never went extinct. They just like bred with the Homo sapiens, and now all of us have a little bit of Neanderthal in us. Russians more so than anyone. I think. Russians. <laughs> Russians are, dude. They're like, I they're like sixty seven percent. Dude, I I, I, I had this. Yeah. I I just moved out of my house in Provo, but I had a roommate uh -huh. that went on his mission to Ukraine. Back oh really? Before, like, nuts, dude. Some of the stories he would tell about these Ukrainian people. Just nuts. Huh? Just the craziest things you ever heard in your life. They bro. don't give a shit. <laughs> dude, it's awesome, bro. He was. <laughs> his name is Burke Nickerson. Uh, if you see this, bro. Uh, Good dude. We just had lunch the Great other day. Um, yeah, so he he served in Ukraine from 2019 to 
2021, March, both times. So he had a year of COVID and a year without COVID. And he would just tell me the stories about how, like, they'd just save money. These people would just save money uh, every day to buy vodka. And then they'd drink enough vodka through the night to keep them warm because it was so cold. And just do it all over again. Oh, my gosh. Just crazy. Didn't you tell a story about how there was a guy... um, because they, they, they get paid for recycling there or something like that, yeah. like, the, yeah. the, like the homeless people do. So these people dedicate their entire lives to finding these cans. And apparently he had vodka Band with miners. them. He had this vodka with him, and he was smoking a cigarette, and he spilled the vodka oh my and dropped a cigarette on it. Oh my but he gosh. said that while he said that he was in this big dumpster, this metal dumpster, and that the dumpster lit on fire while he was in there, but he was still searching for cans. Because <laughs> he was just so plastered. Because he was so <laughs> He was just so was far he, gone. Dude, was he plastered or was he freaking dedicated? <laughs> well, and what, what do you say? He was, doing, he was doing it for the mother everybody, everybody there is named either Ivan or, or Igor. Or Igor. Ivan <laughs> Igor. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan, Igor, a lot of Vladislavs. 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 And he said that people would just walk up to him and go, Donald Trump. Yeah. They, 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 the people in Ukraine love Donald Trump. They love Donald Trump. That's they would awesome. just walk up to him and say, Donald Trump. They walk off. Yeah. Just, walk just say it and just walk away. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, Ukraine, bro. That's Eastern Eastern Europe doesn't get enough enough love. That place is like, people say Alaska's the last frontier. I think Eastern Europe's like up uh, there. It's, I think it's yeah. up there too. There's, I like, I saw this video and these people were like, uh, Clicking, it was like a geo guesser thing or whatever, and they were clicking the countries in Europe. And there are some countries like Kosovo. You ever heard of Kosovo? Yeah, Kosovo. Yeah. Kosovo. Kosovo. Yeah, that's a place. Didn't know that existed. They, there's a lot of those little places in Europe, like uh, like Moldova. Moldova. That's a yes. guy. yeah, Moldova. Moldova. Moldova is actually part of a controversy right now because really? the West is alleging that Putin wants to take over Moldova and install a puppet government there because Moldova is in Eastern Europe and it's has close proximity towards Russia, and um, so there's just talk, I just saw Moldova in the, in the news the other day. So, but uh, I just read an article or I saw something that uh, Russia, one of their top generals or direct commanders of the war, maybe an administrative side, she fell 155 feet to her death the oh, other day on yeah. accident. Just fell, huh? Yeah. Well, a lot of people are falling in Russia these days from great heights. Yeah, lots of ice there, I guess. <laughs> Lots of slippers. Too much, too much Smirnoff, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, dog. Freaking vodka and ice is all it is, man. Yeah, <laughs> That's another thing that I think is weird, like the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, like, I feel like yeah, we don't hear so, anything about it. Isn't that so here. crazy? I don't think we hear some about it. Just no. It's like, 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 I see, like, clips here. And like, I saw a clip, like, a yeah. tank ran over a car a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't feel real. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, like... I have it so well right now. You know what I mean? Like, how is yeah. there a war going on over there? I'm and, just it's, like, and it's crazy because uh, I think I've seen estimates that hundreds, so far at least hundreds of thousands of troops have died. Oh, my God. I think Ukraine has suffered well over 100,000 casualties on the battlefield. Russia, I think it's anywhere from 150 to 200,000. Do you died. think Russia is a little bit embarrassed because they thought it would be a lot easier and they're just like, yeah. they feel like they just got kicked in the nuts and well, they're they, they took, red in the face they took They took Crimea in 2014... In a matter of days, maybe weeks. Um, so, I mean, and they've been having these small engagements on the Ukrainian border for since 2014. But they thought that they were going to be in Kiev, in Kiev, Kiev, 
Wow. Uh, Kiev. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I pronounce it. It's politically correct way um, to say. You know, kind of <laughs> yeah. Well, do they have? I don't want to misgender them. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a shame. <laughs> um, There's so, no gay people in Russia. You're fine. It's actually illegal there. That's like, isn't it actually yeah. illegal to be yeah. gay in Russia? Know, so yeah. That's tough. That's but, why. But, but, that's why I'll never. Screw those Russian guys. propaganda is stating that uh, Ukraine is filled with um, gay uh, oh, Jewish really? demons, and that gay they're fought. Yeah, no, actually, look this up. Wow, so it was on the Peter Zayn. Um, Zayn, he was he was just on the Joe Rogan Experience, and he's an expert oh. on that. He was talking about how their propaganda is saying wow. that. Um, well, first of all, they were all Nazis, but Vladimir Zelensky, the the leader of Ukraine, is um, he's Jewish, so he, oh. how can you be a Nazi and be Jewish? Yeah. obviously. But th- then after that, it, the propaganda turned towards now they're fighting gay Jewish demons. Um, wow. So now they're trying to turn it into a spiritual war, but uh, and they're just mobilized another three hundred to five hundred thousand troops. Oh my god. And so they're, I mean, they're actually making steady gains in Ukraine right now because we just gave Ukraine hundreds of tanks, the Western NATO did. So they're making steady progress on the Eastern Front in Ukraine right now to try and get a foothold before Ukraine makes a push in the spring. So there's a sad possibility that this is just going to continue to escalate and escalate. To, unfortunately, World War Three. That God forbid. That depends on on whether or not we have a realistic policy there. Because um, do we kind of do we, you're saying we have a bullshit policy? We just don't have a policy don't at have all. A policy the money at all. that the, the what, what what we're doing is we're just giving them a lot of money and a lot of weaponry. That's what we're, and hoping that they win, right? But now we don't have what what. what President Biden should do is is force them to come together and negotiate and say, okay. Ukraine and Russia? Yeah. Okay. And they could say, okay, you guys are both going to get something out of this. Uh, Ukraine, you get to come into NATO, right? So you can be defended from Russia in the future because NATO is a North Atlantic Treaty Alliance, yeah. um, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And anybody who attacks a NATO country starts World War Three. And, and so Russia doesn't want that, but Russia wants a territory that it's had, that it's, that it's conquered so far. So what, what a President Biden needs to do is bring them both together and say, okay, Russia, you get this. Ukraine, you get that. We're going to set up a border. We're going to have um, a verifiable border based on the United States or some other third party to be able to verify their territorial, um, what they get to control and govern. Um, but we're not going to do that because President Biden doesn't want to look soft on Ukraine. So what we're doing is we're just giving them all this weaponry, all this money. We've given them like $100 billion or something like that. We're giving them all this weaponry, all this money, all this support. And it's it's part of it's necessary because, um, number one, if they take Ukraine, then they're up on the border of Poland. And if they strike into Poland, then it starts World War Three, right? Because Poland is part of NATO. They're part of NATO. So... We don't want that to happen, but what Ukraine wants now is uh, us to join the war formally. They also want to be able to get uh, U.S. fighter jets. They want a lot of different yeah. things, and we simply cannot afford to do that. But what's happening is it's slowly escalating more and more and more, and we're not even having any strings attached to the money that we're giving them. So a lot of it, we don't even know where it's going. Um, so it's kind of just like... 
I don't know, closing your eyes and throwing a dart and hoping that it hits the board. So we don't have a realistic policy there. We're just giving them more money and weapons, but we really need to engage in a diplomatic way and try to bring both sides to the table and figure this out before it escalates more and more. Because what happened in World War One is that for like a year and a half, there was this dark war, the kind of this hidden war going on between Russia and Germany and France and you know in, in England. And it ended up from... It ended up just escalating more and more into World War One. So that's what people are really worried about. We need to have a clear policy there, not just write them blank checks, not just give them all the weaponry that they need, obviously weaponry, but um, have it limited and with strings attached to it to right. be able to bring both parties to the table. And that makes sense. A lasting peace. I just think it's crazy how like you don't hear anything about like that many people really are dying. You think like people would be kind of like covering it more. You hear more about it on the news and stuff, but it's like they're just like not totally a, not about like don't hear anything about. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, I mean there uh, there's a big war going on right now in uh, Bakhmut. I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but I think it's B A H K M U T is how you spell it, I believe, and which is a big. Um, because if you take that, there's all these roads and railways that connect to it. So Russia is trying to take that city right now. So it's under siege constantly. So they're firing. I mean, Russia is firing at civilian centers. They're firing at hospitals. They're taking out the electric grid. So we don't see a lot of that. A lot of it is being reported. Um, but it depends on who you watch, right? If you watch yeah. CNN or MSNBC... For political reasons, they're obviously going to want to play that up more and more. Fox News, you're probably not going to see it as much, um, but it is happening, and they are very—they're very much suffering over there. Um, and so I, I really feel bad because it's—I mean, it's—it's it's, tens of thousands of civilian lives have been lost. There, we don't even actually know how many lives have been lost. Quick timeout. Uh, were you in Portugal when this whole thing started? Um, let's see. I. No, I just, I had been home just a little bit though. It started yeah. in January, didn't it? Like January, yeah, February, February of 2022. February of 2022. Yeah, I'd been home. I was home for like four months at that point. Gotcha. But my cousin, he was serving in Ukraine when it oh, broke out. Oh, yeah. What's, what's, what was that all about? So he was there when it broke out. So he was there, like, you know, like kind of you heard all about ramping up. Russia's bringing people to the borders. Oh, it's a training exercise. So the church was watching that pretty heavily. So while that was all going on, the church took the missionaries from Ukraine and moved them over to a country right next to it, but I don't know which one it was at the moment, but a country right next to Ukraine, and basically the church like, you just got to get you guys out of here, so they got him out, but yeah, he was there during the whole thing, and he said, he said the day he left, his companion was from Ukraine, he said when he left his companion, his companion was in a military uniform. Holy snap. When he left, for, when he said goodbye to his companion, his last companion. Yeah, they're all fighting over there. Yeah. I mean, and it's what's, what's really crazy is Russia is really underperforming. They don't have a lot of advanced technology. They need they're, some freaking instead of using, chew, bro. <laughs> instead, they need an ounce of freedom. They use, a lot of, <laughs> they use a lot of duct tape over there. I mean, <laughs> they, they're, they're, delivering, they're delivering troops in, in uh, shaggy... Uh, uh, Scooby Doo buses is what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> they're really, I mean, they're they're really just they have. So do we overestimate soldiers, Russia? Do yeah, we, oh, here? absolutely. We overestimate Russia because we think of them in Cold War terms. Still, they're a different uh, beast now. They what they what they want to do is their population is dying off so much, and so it, it, the birth birth rate is just collapsing in, in most countries across the world. Well, especially in the Western world, Europe is, Asia is for sure, Africa, not as much. Um, they having babies, bro. 
Yeah, they no. Pop them out. Pop Antarctica, <laughs> Antarctica's kept a steady pop, steady birth rate for for years. Years, that's impressive. Uh, but really uh, impressive. they're trying to get as much territory as they can before their population basically dies out completely. Because what what's happening is they're not going to be able, be able to afford to send troops like this ever again, because they're not going to just have young people. Because people are just not having kids over there. Um, same thing in South, it's like South Korea. They're having like each family is having like one kid. Yeah. China's having like one kid per family. The United States, it's like 1.8 or 1.9. So it's just, we're just barely replacing ourselves. So Russia is trying to gain all this territory right now um, before the population dies out and they can't expand their territory and their empire anymore. Obviously, Putin wants to be known in history as a great leader. Um, so there's a lot of different interesting uh, motivations from. The, from the Russian Empire to try and grab as much land as they can right now, and which is weird because they have such an excessive amount of land. Like, what is yeah. more land to them? I don't get. So that. what happened was so like Poland, uh, Ukraine, Hungary, all those countries were part of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the Soviet Union officially collapsed in 1991, all those countries became independent and they became yeah. democracies. Ukraine culturally has been a part of Russia for hundreds of years. Since like the 1500s, um, so when when so we it's hard. Russia, Ukraine is not like what Mexico is to us or what Canada is to us. Um, Ukraine really is very similar to Russia, and there's a lot of people in Ukraine who want to be Russians. Okay, it almost be like the difference between just states within yeah. the U.S. Yeah, so it's like. People in the South didn't really recognize themselves as Americans until really after World War II. Like they 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 were South they were There's. they were Alabamans they were South Carolinians they were Texans right. It was really World War II that brought them together. Yeah. Ukraine, um, a lot of Ukraine wants to be part of Russia still. A lot of Ukraine wants to be its own thing. So there's an interesting so there's an interesting dynamic because. Part of what Russia is saying that Ukraine has been theirs historically is true, but they still should have the right to govern themselves to be their own sovereign nation. Of course. Um, so it's a really interesting dynamic going on there. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody was expecting the war to go on this long, number yeah. one. But it shows you really how weak Russia is. If they didn't have nuclear weapons, NATO would be able to conquer Russia within a matter of like six months. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not, they're, they're poorly equipped. They're poorly trained. Um, they they they're poorly motivated. A lot of them are just deserting. Um, they actually have to hire out other mercenary groups. It's called the Wagner Group uh-huh. to actually fight, and that's who's really? actually gained the most ground. Are Russian they, mercenaries? Yeah. Just are they are people? Russian. They're hiring them. Just Russian. <laughs> it's called the Wagner Group. What, what? Where are they from? I think the they're. I think bro. they're from Russia, but they they're, might. They might be American from. Uh, they go to Wagner looking for. Fresh start. Yeah, it might, might be called Wagner because it's Eastern Russia. Uh, I, I don't know, but they're they're. they're <laughs> I think they're from Russia, but they also pull from other countries. So um, it's like the Hessians, like in the Revolutionary War. What the, 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 the Hessians. The Hessians. Yeah. The Hessians. Yeah. So, um, but if if Russia didn't have nuclear weapons, and they've got like two thousand nuclear tipped missiles, so they're they're a dangerous country. They're equipped. So um, right now, I mean, we have to be smart. We have to play. Um, we have to be sober in our assessment of what we're doing there. It's not going to be like World War II 
it's it's a completely different ball game. You're not just gonna go there and slings lead at each other. It's a it's a whole different ball game. No, because I mean, if, if if Russia, they can very well send nuclear missiles into London, into into Belgium, into basically any part of of Europe and all across the world. Yeah, that's so, scary shit. Right so there. that's why we have to. It's gonna be it's gonna be such a, a nasty but limited war. That's what it has to be. And Ukraine, if they can push the Russians back into Russia. Then we can hopefully negotiate and broker some sort of peace between them, because we we can't have this thing spiral out of control. Yeah. Dude, like a another thing real quick, is I can't remember where I heard this, but I think I was in high school, or whatever. But they used to have like a fear in the Cold War that like the Russians would put uh, missile sites like along the North Pole and shoot them over the North Pole that way instead of like around the world. So we think about like going around the world would take a long time. That's they just true. Go over the top. Yeah, that's well, I think they have a bunch. Or I don't know if they still do, but they had a bunch like right next to Alaska, right? Yeah. Just right along there. I'm not exactly. I'm not exactly sure. They had a lot in Ukraine. Ukraine actually yeah. gave up its nuclear weapons in in nineteen in the nineteen nineties. So Ukraine, ha- oh, because when they were part of the Soviet yeah. Union, they had a lot of yeah. Okay, Dude, you know what's is crazy um, with like Ukraine is like the Chernobyl thing. Yeah, if you you guys know what Chernobyl is, yeah, that nuclear that? reactor. Have you, have you seen it on HBO? Uh, there's a there's a five episode miniseries on it on Chernobyl. It's really good. It's you need to watch it's, it. But it's creepy. It's really, really creepy. But it's like like there's nothing that lives there. Just like animals and shiz, right? Yeah, and they have like no heads and four ears or whatever, right? Oh yeah, I I think <laughs> I've seen clips of that. Like some guy kind of goes in there and they do like the Dude, radiation tests. Yeah, but like you think like it's just crazy like the radiation like effect yeah. or like things that are radioactive. Just like how destructive they actually are is like. Like obviously, like we're not scientists, or whatever, but it's like to the point where it's like it was affecting like the entire world. It wasn't yeah. just that spot; like it was crazy. Yeah, but so that was that's that was in Ukraine. Because nobody, nobody's gonna win a nuclear war. So the ability, the real success in politics now is the prevention of war. Right. So that's why, that's why ultimately, once Russia invaded, we didn't really have a choice. We had to support Ukraine. Really, the failure is the is not is the our, our lack of success in preventing Russia from invading. Um, so with China and Taiwan, China obviously wants Taiwan. So our success there is not going to be about whether or not we can defeat China um, once they take, once they try and take over Taiwan. Our success should be measured by preventing them from taking Taiwan at all because these things can spiral out of control very quickly. But how do you prevent that? Well, so what we're doing is we're trying to turn them into um, a porcupine, essentially. Mm-hmm. Porcupines obviously have all the spikes on their back, and you never want to grab a porcupine because it's going to hurt like hell, right? right? So what we're trying to do is we're trying to arm them to the teeth, with as much guns, as much weapons as they can, um, which they're doing right now. But what the, what the Taiwan? What's really interesting is that like ninety percent of the microchips, the very advanced microchips, are made in Taiwan. Right. Well, we're going to start producing them in Arizona and in other places in the, in the United States. Um, to try and build up our own infrastructure here. But chips right now is like what oil was in the 1930s. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, we barred China completely from using our chips. Uh, Taiwan, I believe. It's, we're all trying to prevent China from gaining access and information to our chips. So that's kind of like we did an oil embargo in Japan in the 1930s. Yeah. Because they, they invaded like, China. China and the Philippines. 
Um, so what we're trying to do is do that, but with chips, because okay. those chips are in your cars, or in your TVs, or in your right. phones. They're in plants. I mean, so it's going to take ten years to build these plants. These these microprocessors is what they're called, I believe. Um, but we're going to need to do that in this country, and we're bringing a lot of supply chains home, because during the pandemic that highlighted for sure like we can't produce um life-saving medication in china yeah masks in china ventilators in china if we have a national problem which well a worldwide problem so that's why we were bringing a lot of that stuff home gotcha well heck that's a lot to digest there brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting world we're living in i know you guys gotta get um i know it's john's birthday today john happy freaking birthday Thanks, man. How old are you? 21. Dude. And what do we do in Utah when you turn 21? We get flipping going to Fuego Friday in Provo. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going. Dude, that's awesome. That's how you go to Vegas. Wendover. We let the Diet Coke flow in this state. Diet Coke and Diet Dr. Pepper, brother. (laughs) Uh, But, dude, you guys are awesome. Dude, guys, whenever you guys want, you want to schedule a podcast, we'll do one. This is really fun. Can I start my own podcast that have you two on here? Please. Please. Or James, when you want to announce your presidency run. I'll do it here. James, you had a podcast there for a minute. I did. I remember that now. It was called The Spirit of 76 Podcast. And I, I liked it a lot. It's actually a lot more work because I was editing it and doing it yeah. all myself. Um, it, was a, it was a lot of work, but I, I learned a lot about how that process goes. Um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes when it comes to a podcast that are much more difficult than people realize. Yeah. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. I did probably seven or eight episodes. Yeah. Is it going to make a return? Maybe when I run for office. Maybe when I'm in office. I gotta um, feel the spirit, Jim. But, spirit you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to do a political podcast when you're playing college sports because you yeah. got a lot of teammates who obviously disagree with you. So that's, that's ultimately the reason point. why yeah. I stopped doing that's it. That's a good point. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, you're not playing ball anymore. I know. Now you're just an attache. But <laughs> there's, there's rules that we have where we can't have, um, we can't express certain political opinions while, while we're working for the Senate. That we makes sense. We kind of nonpartisan, so... That's why I won't say anything bad about um, anybody but uh, the 46th president. He's a great president, I thought. He's the best. He wakes up every morning and he learns he's president. He kind of he kind of wakes up in the morning. He and he, he has his oatmeal. He puts in his dentures. His I, wife tells him he's president. I imagine like a 51st date's vibe, like. Popping the DVD for him every morning. To remind him. Pops up. Good have, morning, you seen, Joe. have you seen him walk around? You he walks around. <laughs> That's pretty funny. He walks around and he's like, like he's this. lost, man. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> he stares at walls way too long. I know. Man. And they, they actually have to remove the wires from his walking path because they're so concerned that he'll trip over the wires. Oh my gosh. Well, he already has trouble with stairs, so. And bikes. Yeah, and bikes. And bikes. And being present. Yeah, yeah big problem with that. Loves ice cream, though. You give him that. Yeah. He likes... <laughs> yeah. Well, I maybe mean, shouldn't say that. And illegal immigration. He does like it. Yeah. Seems like he likes, uh, well... And little girls. Yeah, I was going to say that, but you said no. not me. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> I mean, his brain not, might not function, but his nose is certainly functioning. His nose is high functioning. He got a sniffer on him. He does. Or maybe he doesn't, and that's why he has to get so close. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? All right, brothers. Thanks, guys. All right, team. Shake my hand, John. It was a pleasure. That was nice. It was a pleasure. Good having you on. Yep.